0: Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the Bad Music Hurts podcast, a show dedicated to celebrating and discussing our favorite records. We'll be mixing things up today by discussing not a record, but our top three favorite video game soundtracks. I'm your host, Mark Barrowclift, and with me today is Michael Barrowclift, fresh graduate and free man. I'm ready for the real world. <laughs> so <laughs> you think. <laughs> And uh, also on the line is our very first Bad Music Hurts podcast guest. She's the artist that created our fantastic podcast cover art. It's Katie Cooper. Glad to have you on, Katie.
1: Hello, all. I'm your new sister, legally, I think.
0: (laughs) We hereby deem you new Amy. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, so unfortunately, our co-star, Amy Granaccio, is not able to make it on account of having a new baby and uh, having to make a cross-country move. So, needless to say, she's got her hands tied. Uh, Oh, my god! We wish you the best, Amy.
1: Congrats on both. Woo!
0: (laughs) All right, so, topic at hand. Top three video game soundtracks. So, what exactly do we mean by that? So just so uh, the listeners are on the same page as us, it was a little bit freeform. Uh, People could use whatever schema for picking out the soundtracks they wanted and uh there was one caveat where you couldn't pick multiple soundtracks from the same series so i couldn't say oh obviously pokemon red but also pokemon gold and silver but also pokemon ruby <laughs> and sapphire like no 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 one all the Pokemon. you're getting
1: selfish over there
0: all pokemon <laughs> but yeah so uh one soundtrack per series um if On the off chance there was a composer or an arranger that did multiple series, I mean that's fair game. It's just uh you know to keep a little bit more fresh. And uh, we did play this quasi draft style where um I couldn't say Pokemon Red and Katie go, but that's mine too. And Michael will go that's (laughs) mine too. And we're all just like that was a great soundtrack. And we move on to (laughs) keep things interesting. Um everyone had to pick unique choice. Thankfully there was no uh collisions. So uh, with that said, I think we should uh get started um katie since you are the guest i think guests should go first what what was your first uh, soundtrack you picked
1: all right so i have to say final fantasy 10 especially the remaster i don't how do you guys feel about remastered soundtracks
0: so it's pronounced final fantasy x but um so <laughs> <laughs> i was actually gonna ask you about this so what do you mean by like it was the game itself remastered and this is the soundtrack of the remastered game or is this like a orchestral cover of the game released as a soundtrack I'm, i'm a bit confused as to what the remastered means
1: well so what my overlord square enix likes to do is take a playstation 2 game and completely redo the graphics redo um and rearrange basically all of the uh soundtracks so for things like um kingdom hearts remix they did uh, like whole new instruments they brought in and re-recorded everything are you serious oh yeah oh, oh my god oh yeah. for sure
2: i lost track of the whole what they're doing because there's kingdom hearts two and three ace and kingdom hearts two and i don't know it's so confusing they love fractions convention.
1: over there i can't keep up
2: <laughs> that's okay michael no
0: one understands Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> not even square enix understands kingdom hearts anymore nope.
1: it's gone off the rails yeah, so what they did was, uh, for Final Fantasy X, uh, they brought it from PS2 to PS4, I think in, like, 2015, and I-, I love what they do with the remasters, because it's not, like, some sort of, like, buffed-up MIDI file anymore, it's, like, actual, uh, well, probably still synthesized, but, um, like, orchestral things, and what they can't do on the first version is, you know, really have a lot of, uh, like, more ethnic kind of instruments like there's like shamisen's you can hear and they kind of bring an extra flavor into the recordings so i always prefer the remastered because they sound so much cooler and they have so much more depth Mm -hmm. um it's just all hd all the way down
0: (laughs) that was actually like my first note and why i was a bit confused because i'm like this sounds really Really good. I'd be Mm -hmm. surprised if this, like, or I wouldn't be surprised, rather, if this was just a, like, you know, independent soundtrack release of the old game's music. So the fact that this was actually in the game is pretty cool because this stuff sounds really good.
1: Mm -hmm. It is beautiful. And I believe it was like one of the first Final Fantasies that came to PS2. So when they did the remaster, it was just like another second coming of, you know, a beautiful new era. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, so the first song that you hear, and also the first song that I picked, was uh, To Zanarkand. And it's um, a pretty standard track that you hear in like a lot of like orchestral arrangements. There are some tra- traveling shows that are like, uh, you know, music of final fantasy. <laughs> and it always has like, Zanarkand, and it always has One-Winged Angel, and it always has probably Aerith's thing as well. All the staples. But I, I'm not going to be too assuming now, but it is definitely... Objectively beautiful. It's, um, you know, this piano, and it's very singular and uh, very personal, I want to say. Um, and that's why I love it so much. Sorry, my cats are destroying my house. <laughs> <laughs> three cats, right? Yes, three cats. Um, one of them is like six cats in a one cat costume. <laughs> and absolutely just bodied my entire couch and coffee table. So
0: that's what I was. hearing.
1: <laughs> yes. Sorry, I was trying to talk about how beautiful some stuff was and uh, an animal ran through my home. <laughs> oh my god
0: (laughs) so um uh, zanarkand um am i saying that
1: right zanarkand
0: zanarkand um yeah yeah, i i thought it was pretty nice too um it wasn't my favorite from the ones you shared um Mm -hmm. it was very pleasing to listen to but um there there's there's two in particular from the list that you shared that um really stuck out to me so i guess we'll get to those but yeah uh zanarkand pretty nice
1: (laughs) all right five (laughs) on ten Um, Yeah, so the next one is The Sending. Which is just the scene really helps build it um so what happens is previously you are engaged in a battle on a ship against this massive like gargantuan uh enemy and it's the main enemy of the game so its name is sin um, its name
2: is sin oh jeez I, ca-
1: I never said it wasn't heavy-handed <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so sin is attacking you but it's really en route to go attack a, a- a place. Um so you are trying to do what you can to kind of like mitigate the damage. Um so you fight it and it is just like you are hitting its fins and you are on this massive like airship carrier thingy. Like it's so huge. Um and then the battle ends and you all arrive at the village and it's this uh like sea village and it's um you know wooden planks between the homes of like huts that are built on top of water. Um, and you get there, and there are people just mourning, and it's, like, things are, uh, destroyed. And it's, like, it should be a paradise, but it's super, super just decimated. Um, and there are bodies in the water. Ooh. Um, yeah. So it's a very big downer, um, and you play as the main character who is a newcomer to all of this, so he's, like, running around asking questions, doesn't care if he's being kind of insensitive. <laughs> um... <laughs> So he walks up to, uh, one of your party members and asks, like, what is our other party member, Yuna, doing? Um, to which the other girl answers, she's performing Ascending. And it's, um, all of the dead people in this world have, uh, this energy about them that can stay in this plane. Um, and unless, like, a summoner or a holy person, like, sends them to the far plane, which is the afterlife, um... They will stay here and become, like, more and more angry and turn hateful and become enemies that you fight in the game. So it becomes extremely heavy, and then the camera just pans and you see that Yuna, the summoner, is walking on water and performing this dance with her staff.
0: Oh, I've seen this.
1: I've seen this clip. Oh, yeah. It is, like, out and out my favorite scene in the entire game. All of it. And it happens, you know, like, 14 minutes in.
0: Oh, 14 minutes into the game?
1: It's, like, it's so soon. Because you have to learn about, like, what she's doing. She's on this holy pilgrimage. So you you learn the, like, depth of what she has to do. Um, So she performs this and, you know, spins her staff around, does a beautiful dance. You know, the water raises and she's standing in a spout by the end, surrounded by all of these souls that are, like, ascending into the heavens. And the main character you play as, Titus, like, cannot keep his eyes off of her and, like... You know, in my little boy crazy mind in, like, 2002, I was like, oh, he's in love with her. I'm in love with him. So I melted. Like, <laughs> that is just completely, like, cemented in my brain forever.
0: Nothing gets me going like dead people ceremonies. <laughs> you know, bending. the morning
1: <laughs> dance.
0: Yeah, so I... Loved this song. This is the thing that made me think, like, this probably is an independent, you know, soundtrack release and not from a uh, remastered game. Like, like, it's it's amazing. It sounds like a church hymnal in, in a mm. good way, like in a big oh, empty yeah. cathedral. And... um my my second and last note is why is it so short why is it so short katie i, yes. I wanted like mm. this like triple the length i want a full movement of the far plane <laughs> sending song it, uh, it, i know just a big old
2: cocktease. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> i did really like the uh orchestral choirs as well yes. um i mean that that that's what always gets me with um all the kingdom hearts tracks that square enix does i'm a big sucker for the big kind of overblown choirs and and uh orchestral pieces so yeah i this was one of my favorites of the list that you had as well <laughs> nothing like a latin choir to bring epicness to a song
1: <laughs> and they are singing in japanese i don't know what Ooh. it translates to but every once in a while when i want to do like a vocal warm-up i'll sing that
0: um <laughs> <laughs> wait really
1: yeah oh yeah oh my
0: god <laughs>
1: it's such it's just a, such a beautiful song
0: yeah, no it is it's incredibly moving. Like I I haven't played the game. I don't know like that scene that you're talking about other than like I think I've seen a clip of it before. I mean, this is a testament to like how great a soundtrack can be and, you know, even taken out of the context of the game itself because like I felt I felt the emotional weight that that scene was supposed to carry just from the song itself, which is um tremendous. That's what the songs are supposed to do, like mm. really uh, boost a scene's uh, emotional power. So,
2: it uh yeah, it's a great pick. I'd be curious to to see that clip from what you're describing. It sounds like a really really uh great cutscene.
1: Yeah, I'd be more than happy to send it to you. It's um it's also like where a lot of the budget got poured into. Like you know, <laughs> of when you're just like watching an episode of anime and it's just like, wow, this fight scene looks really really good yep. they must have put all the budget here
0: <laughs> such as the way of the square enix game you have this beautifully rendered opening scene yep. before you get to the cartoon cutouts <laughs> that is the <laughs> game oh itself
1: just the mouth moving and just like pop pa pa
2: yep okay I, there's a there's a funny skit on youtube I have to forward to you guys like podsy yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, believe me, I've seen it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no. We'll we'll include
0: it in the show notes so uh people can see it themselves that they haven't already. Um it's it's a treat.
3: hmm
1: Um also a a fun note is uh the composer for this game uh has been the composer for all of the Final Fantasies. His name is Uematsu. And what he did um for Final Fantasy X, they wanted it to be bigger and larger than life. They wanted it to be more of a hack and slash game, like Kingdom Hearts turned out to be. And so they, you know, pulled more resources. So what Uematsu actually did, he, like, found some composers that the work was not exactly the same, and he got along with them. So he recruited them to help, you know, build the entire uh, score for the game.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Which oh. is cool.
1: It was the first time he ever had, like, basically tag-in ladder match.
0: That's awesome. So it was mm-hmm. like a collaboration effort then, as opposed to just, you know, him working in isolation like the past games, I suppose?
1: Um, Yeah, I think, I think this had more uh, people to bounce off of and more... Um, I don't know like creative pools to, to draw from
3: mm-hmm.
1: alright let's move on to my last pick for Final Fantasy X I mean all, all the songs are really beautiful I just, I feel like these ones had like a personal connection <coughs> or just kind of like stayed in my brain for the longest time uh, so the last one is called Path of Repentance and I don't exactly re- honestly remember what you're doing during this time but I know that you're in control of Yuna who's the summoner
3: hmm
1: And I just, I uh, I really love Yuna, like, uh, absolutely. She's one of the, you know, soft priestess girls. She has heterochromia. You know, she's very much like the trope on trope on trope, <laughs> the soft-spoken white mage. Um, but there's just, like, something about her that I love so much because she's so gentle for the entire game. Like, you summon these magical beasts from hell and she, like, pats it on the head. She's like, thanks for helping. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I I just love how, like, delicate she is through the entirety of the game. Um, and I feel like this song really captures her uh, softness. And in her softness, she finds power. Like, if you level her up, she becomes extremely powerful with her magic. Um, and has to help you during the last fight of the game where, like, you are She's a white mage, so she does a lot of cure and holy and bless and all those kind of things. And the very last enemy of the game is... Um, an undead creature. So you're trying to cast cure on zombies to kill them. It's kind of Ooh, a reversal. I like mm-hmm. that. Exactly. It's extremely cool. It's a very good like dynamic, I think. And uh, it's just like, it really reinforces like she was born for this. And that's like why she's one of my favorite female characters in, I don't know, like a lot of games. Probably not my top top, but mm. yeah. I love Yuna. I love Final Fantasy <laughs> X. I'm sorry. Final Fantasy X.
2: Wait, wait. So let's let's get this straight. So we have we have Mac OS X, not OS X. But for this, they want you to say X. I'm so confused.
1: No, they do want you to say ten. Uh, Mark was scolding somebody for saying X yesterday oh, over and over okay. again, which was just so funny. And then we just all let him have it. So
0: I see. I see. It, it was know. true. It was. It was a dog pile.
1: <laughs> it was rude, but I'm not sorry.
2: Okay, so that i stand sarcasm. by my convictions. Okay. <laughs> so it is Final Fantasy X, all right. I yes, can. it
0: yes. is. It <laughs> is Final Fantasy X. Oh, my God. Uh, so this song is the piano ballad that I vastly preferred to Zanarkand. Um, yes, Zanarkand, yes. I thought, was nice, but Path of Repentance was like, oh, I want to hear this immediately again.
1: Yes, I want, like, the 30-minute long extension version.
0: <laughs> yes, Same. It's um I mean I don't know the character that you're mentioning because I haven't played the game but hearing you describe um what was her name again? Yuna? Yuna. So having yeah. having you describe Yuna I'm like, "Oh, yeah, no, that totally fits the song. It's great." Yeah. Um so it, it's cool. I feel like I got a sense of um who she would be in the game or I guess how she is in the game um based on this song and it's it's I mean piano ballads and games are just uh, kryptonite for me. I absolutely adore <laughs> them when they're done like really well and the fact that this is actually in the game and not just like a reorchestration uh by a fan or like after the fact it's like actually in the remastered game is um like that's great that's absolutely fantastic
2: yeah, I can imagine with a uh, remaster. I mean, they kind of have the foundation there from from the original soundtrack and to relook at it after all that time, you're probably not underneath a huge time crunch cuz you already have that foundation. They really can do some special stuff here. And I think that's obvious in these tracks. It's pretty cool.
0: All right. So, I think um I think we've covered it. All right. Final Fantasy 10. Awesome. Thank you, Katie. Um Michael, I think it's uh your turn for your first pick.
2: Oh, okay. Um so, my first pick is about as basic as you can get, um and as probably predictable, and I'm probably gonna get a groan from all the Xbox people, but um <laughs> from IGN, eleven out of ten, game of the year.
1: Eleven out of three, best game of the year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so um yes, it's basic, but dear God, the last of us, it's it's fantastic. Um this soundtrack is I know we we're kinda of talking a little bit about Mark on your google doc here about kind of how we like to listen to this soundtrack in my opinion this one is one that like y- you really need to play the game with the soundtrack to really get the true effect of it because um the composer is gustavo i i don't want to butcher this We're going to try santo alaya i think is how you pronounce it nailed it yeah
1: that sounds like a name to me
2: <laughs> it does have santa in there so i think i got that right <laughs> but um <laughs> But what he does is he... I really love it because he keeps it very, like, stripped back. Um, and he lets... Um, kind of like the... Like, when there's different aspects of the game. Obviously, you have the more cutscene aspects, and then you have the more exploratory aspects. And the exploratory aspects have really kind of stripped back instrumentals, usually in the background. And you have all the nature-environmental sounds coupled with it. And so the the soundtrack just kind of blends with the environment and it's just it's so subtle but it's so artfully done um and as for on the other side for the cut scenes i mean talk about a soundtrack that pulls at the heartstrings i mean in my opinion this is more than a game to me it really is like a pixar level experience um in in terms of the emotion of it Um, and it's just, I don't know, the entire soundtrack is very minimalist, acoustic, it's, like, spatial, I guess is the best way I could describe it, like, you feel the emptiness and unease of the post-apocalyptic world, and, I don't know, it just, there's so many great moments in this where, re-listening through the soundtrack, um, there are certain, like, little chords and melodies that just evoke those highly emotional aspects in the plot, and... Um, after playing through it once, I definitely can re-listen to this soundtrack and just almost get like choked up and when I'm like, Oh, this is when this happens. Um and I, I don't wanna give any spoilers, but listener like for example, like the first track I I picked was all the all gones, particularly the end all gone portion, and people who have played the game know that this is the uh, like the big kind of the what starts you out and it's very emotional. In the game and i just love like kind of the the different take uh that uh santo Olaya does here is that he does really kind of unconventional instrumentation here with different instruments and like you have like towards the end you have a violin that like almost seems to kind of like it like skips and it's like unease where it almost sounds like your disc is skipping like you know if you're listening to audio and it's like corrupted it'll kind of like skip a little bit it almost sounds like that, but it's very natural and sounds kinda like someone like, um like almost I know it sounds cheesy, but breathing while they're crying while they kinda like kinda like skip their breaths. It almost sounds like that. It just it gets me every time this all gone soundtrack is it's and it's the first one that opens it when you when you click the link and it just sucker punches you in the stomach. Um, <laughs> and I don't know like it it just but that then again, while it is really emotional, it it manages to be beautiful at the same time. I guess the best way I could the best example I could give is um I, I'll include a, a link in the show notes, but um there's like a, a YouTube video that sh- just shows the title screen song. I don't know there's something about it like I mean Kingdom Hearts does this really well as well as uh, other video games where the title screen does like a really great opening with a nice song that leads into it um and The Last of Us is no exception like their title screen song is just a perfect example of that like there's a melancholy undertone and but it's still really beautiful and that kind of couples with the game because as you're you're exploring the worlds everything's torn up but like all the nature is regrowing through and there's beauty in that like you get to see all the um like all the new flowers the trees and like it's just the juxtaposition of between like the devastation and just awfulness of the clickers and everything else that's going on in the game and you still have this beauty and and i think the last of us soundtrack really captures that like essence of the game unconventional it's just um un- unconventional instrumentation it's just really interesting and it's just it gets me every time re-listening through it and it's one of those things where it, it's a long soundtrack it's it's almost i think it's almost like three plus hours or something like that like uh, like a lot of the other soundtracks we have on here it's pretty long but it's one of those i can have in the background and it just kind of like blends in and before i know it it's over so um yeah, it's just it's it's one of my favorite because of that. So
1: Oh that's so cool. So I watched a let's play of it, uh like start to finish. So I, I haven't gotten the uh you know, experience of like starting the menu, getting like you know getting the mood set with that first song. But it is like so beautiful.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean like I, I would encourage you if you are all all interested, uh play through it because I love how they do it. They do it in, in parts, the stories in parts, as I'm sure, you know, from watching let's play and like the title cards, I, if I remember correctly show like, Oh, it's like part whatever. And it's like this part of the story, like it's, it's kind of jumping timelines as you go. And that's where a lot of these soundtracks shine is that there's like, the song always leads into that title card. Just so artfully, like there'll be like a little melody or a little chord that will emotionally transition you into the next part of the game And just, like, the little moments, I guess that's the best way I could describe it, it's just the little moments that really stand out to me in this soundtrack. Mm, So, I, I love The Last
0: of Us. I played through the entire thing, I played the DLC, um, I adore the game, I adore the approach, uh, the story took, how it handled the ending, the characters, um, how the story progressed, as you said, in parts, um, I thought it was artfully done, um, I do not care for the soundtrack in any meaningful way. Aww. I mean, I I thought it was a uh, appropriate fit for the game. It really helped bring the game to where it needed to be at an emotional level.
3: Mm-hmm. But
0: I just, I don't really care for the sort of drone ambient, um to me, boring uh, background noise <laughs> yeah, that um, <laughs> a lot of people like doing that, though. I mean, if you look up on YouTube, there's like 10 hour long, like hip hop drones for studying man. <laughs> and and things of that nature. Like I kind of put this in that category and I uh, not to not to be rude, like there is an art to that. And this is a great version of that kind of approach. But uh, for me, like when I sit down and listen to something like I, I just, I don't know, it's not something I can really get into, like, I got into the game, or got into the soundtrack when it was in its appropriate context, which, for me, was the the game, so, and, and you mentioned, like, the skipping strings and stuff, like, taken out of the game, it lost all emotional weight for me, like, I was listening mm-hmm. to it, and I'm just like, I don't, I'm not really feeling anything from this, but I can guarantee you, when it was playing in the game, whatever scene it was, like, I was feeling it, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for me, unfortunately, it doesn't really stand
2: up, but um, I'm glad I'm glad it works for you, and I'm glad yeah. you like it. I think the reason I'm able to listen to it uh, outside of the game is because I played it a lot. <laughs> I played it a, a lot. A lot. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I love this game because I think this is the first game, Mark, where we got into like legitimate discussions and arguments about ethics and morality at the end. <laughs> like, yeah, it got, oh it got, some, it, it got real yeah. <laughs> near the end. So um i don't know like i'm I like i i really have kind of fallen out of video games but like i i the temptation will be very real to get a ps4 and get part two for this um that that's oh for yeah sure, so mm-hmm. um so yeah i i guess that's all i have but yeah La- last of us is uh it's it's up there and it's it definitely makes my top three all right awesome last of us michael's first choice
1: very very good pick i wish i could have weighed in more because i didn't play it I, I watched other people play it and therefore the sound got mixed down to listen to their commentary. Mm Oh no! It is like such like an effective game though. Like, in the horror sphere, uh, there are some times where music can be super duper heavy handed where you're like, all you're hearing is screeching violins on like the highest Mm -hmm. note that they can play. And that is like, so irritating. So I'm glad that this had like, a fade into the background. Holy crap, what is in the corner? Oh Mm -hmm. my god, it's a (laughs) clicker attached to nine other clickers. I gotta go. (laughs) Yep. So like, it I, I i think it is really effective and i don't think that's a mark against it
3: mm-hmm.
1: well i guess there's one mark against it <laughs> oh <laughs> i see <what> <laughs> My <laughs> yeah. fault. First and last. Podcast.
0: You never. Be, you're never coming back again.
1: <laughs>
2: never ever. I'm gonna go live in Hollywood. That was such a good joke. You, you led me straight into that one. I'm like, uh huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
3: Oh.
1: <laughs> oh I'm sorry. No, I, I, I super love this this whole atmospheric thing. I I just it's I, I'm. It's very good. Yeah,
2: I mean, that's that's a great point you bring <laughs> up, because like the clicker noise is creepy enough as it is. Like Oh, yeah. The, oh, there yeah. doesn't need oh, to yeah. be much to accompany that to get me to crap my pants and want to hide in a mm-hmm. corner, so...
0: <laughs> Alrighty, so we have uh, both Katie and Michael's first picks, so it is, it is my turn, and uh, in... Syracuse of fashion, I have an opening statement. Oh, so (laughs) Okay. Yes, it gets settled in, everybody. So uh, I took the opportunity to have some fun with this because um, during the last special, which was our Christmas special, um, we were making an EP of our favorite Christmas singles, um, draft style. Um, Michael got a little bit screwed. It was hilarious. Um, (laughs) uh, So I took the approach of trying to make a very tonally consistent EP with the singles that I picked so that it was a... It was as if a an artist sat down, made these songs, and released it. Like I wouldn't have bat an eye, and that like everything was emotionally like consistent, um, and kind of flowed from track to track. Uh, unfortunately, that did sort of restrict me from picking songs that I do actually really enjoy uh, around Christmas time. So I wanted to, um, since we're doing something a little bit more fun this time with a little bit more loose, I should say, uh, I decided to not keep all my picks thematic. In fact, like the only like, consistent thread through them all is some basis in nostalgia, um, for me. There's practically no, like, quote-unquote modern games, like, within the past, like, four or five years on here. They're all fairly old at this point. Um, so, the first one I'm gonna pick, um, <laughs> everyone's picked pretty, you know, emotionally serious, uh, games at this point, and, uh, so, <laughs> I think I'm gonna come in a bit like a Wrecking Ball, like an, uh, the odd one out here, um, in that, uh, b- back in back in two thousand one, two thousand one was a strange good time for <laughs> skateboard games. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, skateboard game designers were less concerned with making uh utterly boring, drab, hyperrealistic skating simulators like Skate. Sorry, hey, Michael. hey, um, no. No. <laughs> yep. And quote-unquote modern Tony Hawk pro skater games also fell into that trap as well, where they're really serious now. We're, we're taking this skating <clears throat> thing super seriously. Um, and instead, back in the day, uh, they filled their games with haunted houses, pirate ships, and uh, the long-awaited answer to the question, should Darth Maul be an unlockable skater? The answer is yes, is yes, he sure? The answer
1: is absolutely yes. Put him in every game. <laughs> so I I will buy the new Last of Us if I can play as Dark Mall.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I I I genuinely believe skating games died, uh, because they started taking themselves too goddamn seriously. So one of them sticks out in my mind uh the most. And not only because it was fun uh to play, but also because the soundtrack really exposed me to music styles and music genres that I simply was not hearing or exposed to uh, in my home life at all. Um, And I probably wouldn't have heard with any consistency until like, maybe late high school or college so it really exposed me to music that i hadn't heard before and probably was off-putting to me at first but through the game sort of made me appreciate them and understand uh, like the genre styles and actually go to really like most of the songs on the soundtrack so uh michael i hope i had as much fun hearing these songs again as i did because my first pick is tony hawk's pro skater three this game has a smorgasbord of genres we have some hip-hop or a lot Mm -hmm. of hip-hop some punk rock some rap rock hard rock funk funk metal Mm -hmm. heavy metal alternative (laughs) metal um uh steel metal (laughs) we got every kind of metal here um lots and lots of just really great great songs here and like i'm sure michael can attest michael we were not hearing uh punk
2: rock or hip-hop back at no, home. No, sir. No, no sir. This no, soundtrack we are... oozes the 90s and early 2000s. It's amazing. A few highlights on here for me. Like, uh, come on, a
0: Blitzkrieg bop, a, a classic. A classic. Oh my
1: gosh. Love. What a great song. Aye, <laughs> oh, let's go. I oh, let's
3: go.
0: Yeah, and uh, we got like KRS-One's Hush.
3: A real thug is a thug that's hush.
0: Oh my <laughs> God. It suddenly got really white in here. Is that just me? Like... know <laughs> And we got like uh, Motorhead's The Ace of Spades, The Ace of Spades.
3: God.
2: Yeah, that one, that one's a great one. If you like the gamble, I'll tell you how you land. You win some,
0: lose some, and kill the time. there's so many great cuts on here so many great singles like I, there, I think there's only maybe one or two that I'm a little bit just lukewarm on and the rest are just absolutely fantastic I could almost picture myself running over pickpockets uh, at the uh, airport and dying at a haunted house
1: <laughs> I get it just
0: brings me back to all those fond memories oh, and yeah. doing like triple 900s and oh, <laughs> all that God. crazy stuff and don't and the it, Jesus
1: dude. Christ air which would when i would yell it when i got it my mom would be like what are you saying
2: <laughs> <laughs> so my first pick tony off pro skater three okay for sure all right C- can we can we please talk about the lyrics and if you must like what <coughs> wash your
0: ass brush your teeth Uh-oh. if
2: you must oh
3: my god it's so good <laughs>
2: Oh God, yeah, but like I agree. This soundtrack, I I re-listened to it, Mark, and I had just as much fun as you. Probably re-listening to it, um, like uh, quite bitter beginnings. I just remember that being like, um, Bam, uh, Majera's uh, like pro skater clip they had unlockable in the game, like the little VHS tapes you'd collect. Um, and I remember being little and be like, this dude's cool. Oh my he's, like, God, rocking <laughs> song and like. It has a girl pull up in a car and he gets in and it's like all thematic and oh my god, he's so cool. I like, okay. I like rewatches. I'm like, this is this is lame, but um it was uh, that song brought me right back to that little skater clip. Um If You Must is a hygienic uh educational song, which is hilarious. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> um, that's great. Uh the other ones that stand out to me are Amoeba, um, not the same. Um and I gotta say, like of re-listening to these songs, Mark, it brought me back memories of playing Slap with you, and I don't think any of us left that game without either of us hating each other. <laughs>
0: like, There's <laughs> many
2: tears, many friendships broken during Slap. It tested our brotherhood, that game. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> I, I think i rage quit that game more times than I can count for Michael slapping me too many
2: times. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It, oh my god, it was so much fun. That, that game was... It was rude and crass in its humor and it was just it was perfect i loved it um and yeah I- i'm glad you picked this marcus i i kind of completely forgot about it until you uh re brought it up so
1: yeah it's just it's so solid it's jam-packed and like you play every single song all the way down the list and like the first like 10 seconds are just like oh my god i remember this <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's amazing how these songs stick with you yeah Alright, cool. So, uh, we have all gotten our very first picks out. We are one third of the way through. Circling back to Katie. Katie, what is your second choice?
1: Last year, when I got my Switch, I waited for Mario Odyssey with, like, bated breath, and I could not wait for it to come out. Um, Good to know I was super right, and it is, like, one of my favorite games on my console right now. It is so good. And specifically the soundtrack, the gimmick is that you're traveling to different worlds, as you do, (laughs) and everything has you know a soundtrack to it and just the variations between the worlds are incredible so my first pick was uh, steam gardens Just it's literally just background tracks. Like that's all I picked for Mario Odyssey because they're all so good. So Steam Gardens has like this surf rock vibe to it. Um and it's like this big green leafy area where you are, you know, running around uh fighting I don't know, tanks with hats on them. Uh, what? <laughs> um everyone should play Mario Odyssey. Yeah.
2: I agree. This track was awesome. I, I have in my notes here. Hell yeah, you got some great surf
1: rock <laughs> vibes here. <laughs> it is like It is by the book, absolute definition, surf rock, but it is just really, really good.
0: Like, why is every song so groovy? Mm I love it. Like, I couldn't help but find myself, like, just bobbing along with every single song. Even Bowser's Castle. Why is it so
3: groovy? Oh, yeah.
0: no right to be that groovy. With, the like, what was it, bongos and, like, some flute or something going on? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's, like,
1: bongos, some sort of Japanese flute. Like, for Bowser's castle, the entire gimmick is that it is, um, like, a feudal Japan-era royalty castle. So they took that, so, like, Bowser has, like, these massive, like, flags, uh, like, those Japanese, like, straight up and down, like, rectangle flags with his insignia on them. There's, like, these big stone foo dogs, but they're Bowser instead, um... And you play as these little birds. Uh, You can, like, possess things with your hat. I didn't write the game. (laughs) Um, You possess things with your hat, and you're these little birds that have, like, these really long beaks that can just, like, stick into sides of walls. And you flick yourself up, and then you're suddenly on top of the wall. It is a perfect soundtrack for that kind of strange activity. (laughs)
2: Leave it to Japan.
1: (laughs) Um, The next one is Forgotten Isle. So this is a part of the game where it's like your first encounter with Bowser and Peach is in Bowser's, like, ship already. You try to go do something about it and Bowser punches the hat off of your head and stomps it to the ground. To which Mario uh, just goes directly into mourning. So what happens is there's a, a kingdom of hat people.
3: Oh my god, And of
1: you get your friend, Cappy, who's trying to save <laughs> his sister, Tiara. Oh god. It's... Um, the greatest Mario game ever written, you guys. I can't even...
0: <laughs> Funnily enough, I, I do want to play it more yeah, now. <laughs> it sounds amazing.
1: It, it's just, like, you know, the new entry in the Mario is always just, like, what's his gimmick? What's his friend? What's his power? Um, so at this point, you, you have Cappy, you toss Cappy, and you become whatever you toss it at. So in the first, you know, world, you toss it at a frog, and you're a frog, and you can jump really high, which you need to get to the next, like, checkpoint. So... In the Forgotten Isle, what happens is, like, you are punched out of the sky, you and your hat go flying to this random world, and it is, uh, like, your ship gets destroyed and you're kind of stranded. So you have to repair the ship with the power moons. Just, it's-, it's there's a lot of backstory. <laughs> I'm gonna send y'all the Wikipedia.
0: Mario is a very complicated, nuanced story.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder what happens to Mario when he throws his hat. Does he just, like, sit drooling in the corner while he's the other thing? <laughs>
1: Well, the hat doesn't possess him. He does. He's just, you know, has no hat, which is weird to look at a sprite with no hat.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Here is the part in every Mario game where your gimmick, your power is like taken away from you and you have to like figure out how to live again by yourself. So this is a world that I spent a lot of time in, but I did not care because the song was so good. It's just kind of like a very chimey and and atmospheric, you know, kind of track and i love it so very much
0: so that might be why uh, it it was the only track that you listed i was like
1: meh <laughs> oh no
0: i'm sorry
1: <laughs> that's fine it's probably the personal connection between the gameplay
0: yeah, it, it might be. It's just like, maybe it was just in comparison to, like, the Bowser's Castle Courtyard theme, the Steam Gardens, mm. and one of the other ones you mentioned were just so good. I, yeah. I, like, this one just, uh, you know, it was just, like, eh, it's,
1: it's,
2: it's, it's okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to each their own, I guess.
2: <laughs> Michael, what'd you think? Well, I, I just, I really love, like, uh, the first three you list here, because they all got, like, you're describing that, like, that groove kind of that island groove they have that surf vibe guitar in there i'm like what i'm like this is interesting it made me really want to like explore the world and figure out what the video game designers created around it and yeah it was just a blast i mean like especially like the last one you have on here the the mecha wiggler
1: the mecha wiggler battle oh
2: my god it's so good oh yes yeah this was my all favorite. of the
1: battle music is just incredibly good but the mecha wiggler is like. I don't know, it's just out of bounds good.
2: Like got that cosmic electronic rock mixed with a big band horn section. It's,
0: yeah, exactly. I was I have that's in my notes. I have like it's like a swing band lost their fucking mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually so I was so in love with the soundtrack I didn't even beat the game before I went on to YouTube and just started clicking through like the thirty minute long extended versions of these songs. Uh, and I got spoiled on the mecha wiggler. I was just like, You fight that? Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> I'm excited. It's so, like, you know. I really like that, but there's also I have a, a item here for Lake Lamode, which is like, you know the chill water land. And it's like, if that is not the by the book water soundtrack, I don't know what it is. It's <laughs> so calm. Uh, it it sounds like the sight of like light rippling underneath the waves. I just I, I love that track just purely because it is like here is your water land music you ordered thank you it is sustenance
0: one ocean theme please yeah
1: yes <laughs> dang, dang. actually I recommend any of the battle music there's a this, there, you go to a world called the forgotten nope that's already there the ruined world I think uh, and you fight a dragon
0: in a Mario game.
1: In a Mario game? Are we talking
0: like a, a big pink dinosaur kind of dragon, or are we talking oh, like- Oh, no.
1: No, no.
2: Not Yoshi with wings.
1: I want to say it looks like a Bayonetta villain. What
2: the heck? Okay, I'm, I'm looking this up.
1: The music is more tuned to the world rather than tuned to you playing a Mario game. Whoa, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? You're right. This yeah. is like
0: a Bayonetta thing.
1: What is- what? You're in the wrong game, man. That does yeah, not look it's like, like they, Mario. They took that you know, villain- And they just put him in Mario and made him a little bit softer, like the edges Mm -hmm. are just a little bit less. That battle took me so long to do as well.
0: Oh my god. I knew I should have taken a left turn at Albuquerque. (laughs)
1: This
2: this photo's hilarious. It's Mario running away from this dragon, and it looks so odd.
1: His primary colored ass is just, like, (laughs) jumping on top of this (laughs) dragon's head. And the dragon is like, I am literally a real-life dragon. Can you get off of me, please?
0: katie i want to play this game so bad <laughs> uh
1: i so highly recommend it oh like i have had a long-standing love for all of the mario games like when i forgot my first GameCube, mario sunshine incredible i loved it didn't care what anyone said and how it compared to mario 64 i loved mario sunshine so much and the music is so good like when i'm looking for music to put into like a D game when i dm it's like i go to mario games to try and like figure out what's, like, a cartoony version of a fight and what's, like, a real version. And I just want to run, like, a beach encounter with all of those Mario Sunshine music.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, oh, yeah. going to keep my ear out for that next game.
1: Yeah, that's kind of all I have to It's kind of just an ad, a really long ad to play Mario Odyssey. Please go do it.
0: <laughs> In stores now.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, also, a very uh, interesting note is that Mario Odyssey had um, Jump Up Superstar, which is a song that they wrote for the game. Um, but it has vocals huh, And uh, yeah it's it's so good Have you not heard it?
0: No no I'm sorry oh, was that in the goodness. list?
1: No but uh, I I kind of went for all of the other You know more world versions I'll send it over Skype but I highly recommend Anyone listen to Jump Up Superstar
3: Here we go Off the rails Don't you know it's time to raise our sails It's freedom like you never knew.
1: There's an English version and a Japanese version. There's not really a difference between the two except for like a couple melody changes because the language needed it. It's really cool and you play a, a level while listening to that track. And it's perfectly catered to like exactly what you're doing. It's a big celebration of like, yeah, you did it. So you're playing along to like, uh, I want to say, Mayor Rosalind. I don't remember. It's very good. I'll send the link.
0: All right, it will be in the show notes.
1: Um, yeah, that's my Odyssey ad. All
0: right, <laughs> so Katie's second pick, uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Um, Michael, it is your turn. What's your second pick?
2: Um, okay, so this one, uh, it's a game that I would say came at. The perfect time for me it is one that has i would say defined my early teens to late teens and that is a little game with a little um sack boy called little big planet and this game I, i don't even know how to begin to describe it it's a game that really is you're you're only limited by your imagination in this game and uh, I guess for those that don't know what this game is, it's a game centered around three principles. It's uh, play, create, and share. So when you go through the story mode, you play through like all these levels that the game designers created using tools that the player ultimately will have at their disposal for their own recreations. So you get to walk through the story and be like, oh, I can use these tools to build these t- type of stories and these type of... Um, and these type, this type of gameplay. And so you go through you collect all your uh what are called little bubbles with all your prizes in them. Um and then you get to go into a place called your moon and uh, create your levels and stories and and build uh, like ultimately sagas. There's one guy that rebuilt the entire Star Wars saga in low big planet because why not? Um <laughs> and uh and and uh yeah, it's just it's a really special game. And I I, I guess the the soundtrack is a a little all over the place. It's it's primarily just singles, and it's geared towards having a lot of variety so creators can use certain tracks in different scenarios. So they want to have a lot out there. So if you have a certain scenario, like a huge epic boss battle in your game, well, guess what? They have... um, uh, the battle on the ice from a- alexander nevsky that russian propaganda film so and they have oh, yeah it's just yeah it's just it's it's kind of like all other place. they have that all the way to um a little like the catchy get it together song that's just like i don't i can't not listen to the song and not like want to immediately hop into the game It's so good. It's, it is, and like, there are, like, all the, throughout the game too, there are tracks, like, they're the singles, but I'll call them, and then there are the interactive tracks, and in those, when you throw them in your level, you can vary each layer, the volume of it, and you can kind of almost customize your own little tune with it, and I, this, I love all those interactive ones, because I remember being in create mode, and there was a little glitch that you could place a little music box and then like hop your little sack boy into a spike and then kill him and then the music would keep playing in create mode and it wasn't supposed to happen, <laughs> but you could do it. I remember always doing that because I always liked listening to tunes while I created. Um and it just oh, it was just was so great. There's the other like uh what's called Saragama Sun, which I guess the the best way I could describe this single from the game is it's kind of like a Cool, groovy Canyonlands Western tune. It's very slow and just like really grand chords in it with this like uh, vibrant guitar. And um, all that comes into mind is all those desert levels I played through. And it's like a little sack boy on a cardboard horse riding off into the sunset. It's just like, oh, uh, it just brings back such great memories like that. Then also we have like a really, the really soothing, uh, new Delhi, uh, Dawn, which brings me back to like all the Island themed, um, levels where you're, you, dr- you, 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 oh, and that's another thing in this game, I, should, I guess, I guess I should describe is that you can customize your little sack person and dress them up in whatever. So, I mean, your, your default character is like, I guess you could say like, it's just a, a, a sack of cloth and you can clothe them to make them into whatever you want. And so, I remember each level being like, oh, I'm in the wedding. I'm gonna dress my little sec boy up in a suit. And then, oh, I'm in the <laughs> islands. Oh my god! I'm gonna dress my little sec boy up into a little ninja. And it was just like, the game was just so, so much fun. Um, and, like, the new Delhi Dawn reminds me of being, like, dressing up my little sec boys as a ninja and going around. And um, and then uh, we have the the other single, the Volvera Camazar, which is um, like a, a Spanish uh, rock band. And it just has the catchiest opening. It's just Yeah, like,
1: that is a total bop. Oh yeah, it's like great song.
2: it just reminds me so much of the little uh um like the beginning of the wedding um like sog little like side levels that you had um and it's just like that's like the party aspect of it you're walk your little sack boy walking through the 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 marriage between a skeleton and a little uh sphere i guess i don't know how to describe <laughs> the other character oh that sphere is a beautiful shape yeah
1: <laughs> you know don't body shame said it. <laughs> nobody would uh they wouldn't make it but here we are on the wedding day. Yeah,
2: I know. <laughs> and and you, you, the whole all this story- time. <laughs> the whole, whole storyline is you have to go rescue this bum of a husband in a cave because he gets stuck, in it. it's just
1: oh my god! It's
2: just the, the storyline is very superficial and very surface level. But it's it, it reminds me of simpler times. Like I love Little, little, little Big plant too, where they but they get a little bit more serious of the story, and it's like okay, I, I guess it works, but I, I kind of miss the simplicity and nostalgia of. The story being really really simple and you just kind of get lost in the like imagination of the game and you get to let your mind wander be like whoa you can create that and like it, it just it, it totally was one of those games that just you were only limited by your imagination like i, I discussed before so and uh that's our aspect you could share your levels you could take all this music throw it into a, a custom-made level and throw out there and have other people play comment on it and um, I don't know. It just it it was a blast, and I'm wax poeticing about it, and and I need to stop. But um, but yeah, it's 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 one of my favorites, and the soundtrack, while not, I don't think it's objectively fantastic. Um, I think because of the nostalgia and memories I have surrounding it, it just it deserved a place on my list. I really do appreciate like the singles on here,
0: um, that were from like you know other artists, independent artists, uh, like Get It Together is. It's childish optimism. It fits mm-hmm. the game so well there's like these recorders and this really sick beat going on in the background and (laughs) and it really fits the game as well because uh the whole game itself almost feels like what kids are imagining when they're like you know doing make-believe sort of stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, like playing with like action figures and things like that that, that's sort of the level the game's at in a really good way it sort of it really does a good job of building up that sort of um mind state Mm -hmm. and it really does help keep like creative juices flowing, like for you, for example, and for lots of the creators out there that uh, really enjoy the game. Unfortunately, uh, the official arrangements on the soundtrack uh, really didn't do anything for me. Like they're they're just fine. I I wouldn't really seek them out, but a lot of the singles on here are just so good though that it always brings me back regardless. So yeah, no, I I would agree. Little Big Planet, it's a mixed bag or a mixed sack, I should say, but it is still. <laughs> Very good.
1: Yeah, I've I've actually never played a Little Big Planet game. (gasps) Like in my whole, I know. I'm sorry. I'll leave. It's so
2: cute. (laughs) It's so cute. I know. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. Someone created a calculator in it because why not? Oh my
1: gosh. Um,
2: And (laughs) yeah. uh, but you can also do all sorts of things. Like for example, in the second one, they realized the power of the music in the game, and so they created like no joke, they created a garage band in the game. And so you could you could create your own custom music in the game, um, to accompany your level. So really, like you were limited by nothing in these games. Some games don't really do it that well, where that can seem so daunting and scary. We're like, oh my god, I have all these. I don't know how to use any of this. And this game just does such a great job at like being encouraging and like not making it like daunting or scary, but making it seem like, oh my god, this is fantastic. I I, I got to learn all this. I wanna I want to do these things. And yeah, so I, I'd recommend it for anyone that is looking for another fun creative outlook. I don't know how the online community is now, but um, it used to be a very, very fun place.
0: Cool. So Michael's second pick, uh little Big planet, good choice. All right, real quick before moving on. Michael, do you want to give a plug for uh your own uh
2: account and your own levels? uh well i haven't touched them in forever so they might be broken no i'm a little bit planned. that's the one thing i kind of i i will dig at the game is that like sometimes it would push an update and it would just break everything i'd be like oh my god why <laughs> so so yes i will advertise it but on the caveat that like it may be broken i haven't touched it in years so it's uh obviously it's uh the or my my username is the uh Uh, Xbox Smasher 007. I regret that, but that's what it is. uh, Sorry you had to
1: say it out loud.
2: I was 13 at the time i don't need any more
0: let the Um, (laughs) fanboy flow through you
1: and
2: um yeah the series i created is called the escape series uh i never finished it (laughs) because uh i guess life happened Um, he never escaped (laughs) and uh oh
1: oh, no he's still there (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: so unfortunately sackboy's there he never escaped um (laughs) but uh but yeah it's uh yeah if anyone's interested then it plays the games they're they're out there they may be broken but they're out there all right, so it's, it's my turn, my second choice. All right, so
0: this is from a nostalgic series for me, actually, where Tony Hawk, who is basically just Tony Skater 3 and Underground were the ones that stuck out to me, so not necessarily a nostalgic series for me. But uh, this one in particular, I picked a more recent entry solely based on the soundtrack's raw potential and not necessarily what it is right now. Because it is a reasonably old entry at this point, in terms of, like, audio mixing, uh, the audio reproduction. So it's old in that sense, technically old. So it's not something I'd sit down and listen to. Um, But the orchestration, or the arrangements, I should say, are really, really good. And I desperately want to see this faithfully and lovingly Reorchestrated either by a fan or by Nintendo or with a remake by by game Freak at some point, so for me, this is the promise of what could be and um to explain why I didn't pick older entries I'm gonna kind of walk through so um, I used to be and I still am a huge Pokemon fan. I remember playing in Pokemon red and uh yellow to death um getting everyone up to level 100 because kids have free time out the ass and uh, uh gold and silver i remember losing my save in silver and feeling like i lost my house in a flood like i thought
3: oh that's oh, it i oh lost no. everything <laughs> baby Mars, yeah i know it's bad
0: and then um uh i remember loving the songs from both of those games like the champion battle theme the the gym battle themes were so good and um A lot of the different routes were really interesting and uh, fun to listen to. And Ruby and Sapphire, I think I played probably the most of all of them. I don't know why I did, because in in retrospect, that game kind of broke me. Like, I played it the most, but I think I enjoyed it the least, um, surprisingly enough. While I enjoy listening to the chip tunes of the Gold, Silver, Red, and Blue games for what they are, the Ruby and Sapphire games with the Game Boy Advance uh, <laughs> took adva- advantage of the uh, audio engine and really used a lot of MIDI brass sections throughout, a lot of MIDI Oof. trumpets, and It is just as obnoxiously annoying and bad as it sounds for me describing it. Like, it's just such a bad thing to listen to. Like, uh, arrangements aside, some of the arrangements are actually pretty pleasing to listen to. Some of them are really good, but the actual songs themselves as they are reproduced in the game sound so awful they they just they they, <laughs> they make me sick they absolutely make me sick um the the MIDI is just too wobbly and too disjointed and the brass sounds
2: horrible <laughs>
0: even from an arrangement standpoint it bugged the crap out of me and when you're on your way to the elite 4 the elite 4 are the last people you verse in the game like they're they're the big boss the the end goal here so it's a big deal and you're about to enter the building where they are to prove your worth after like hundreds of hours in this game and you hear this delightful little tune and it's it is an absolutely disjointed completely removed soundtrack like it, the soundtrack doesn't know what it's doing it's delusional it's a delusional <laughs> soundtrack like i should be hearing something pretty <laughs> epic at this point because i'm about to verse the elite four and instead i feel like i'm uh, on the first route walking on flowers
1: I'm going to go visit my mom real quick. <laughs>
0: yeah, the, the soundtrack is horrible. And it's fitting for what I think is one of the worst generations in the game. Beaten only by uh, Platinum and Diamond or or whatever the heck it is
1: I was so afraid for which games you were about to say
0: which that was when I broke uh I skipped Pokemon I thought I was over it I thought it was like kid stuff I'm like ah, i don't I don't play those games anymore
1: <laughs> Pokemon never heard of it
0: <laughs> I did eventually return though when they announced they were remaking gold and silver I'm like I enjoyed those games'll I'll give it a go and so I did and I enjoyed it a lot Since it was remakes, though, I don't necessarily... I didn't consider it at that time, like, returning to the series. It was like I was playing one of the games again, just in a a newer format. But then they announced Black and White. And I was thinking, okay, I'm gonna give this one more shot, because I actually really enjoyed the remakes. So I did give, like, one last try for Pokémon Black, and I fell in love with it. The music and the orchestrations... Um, there are the compositions in that soundtrack, are grand. They are just massive in scope and ambition. The whole soundtrack is dynamic, too. So, contrasting to just the delusional, detached, completely absent-minded soundtrack from Ruby and Sapphire, everything was dynamic to what you were doing in the game. There's sometimes four different versions of a song on a route based on, like, what season it is um Mm. they're like with subtle changes in the underlying beats or like maybe an extra instrument over top which subtly changes the tone of what is going on in the game at that moment and then the gym battle for instance the the moment i fell in love with this game and realized it was going to be probably my favorite pokemon game of all time was you know you're versing one of the gym leaders which um uh, you know, it's pretty exciting, usually. Um, I had that dopey monkey that you have in the beginning of the first uh, gym. A monkey? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm battling him. Uh, my main party actually went down because there's a typing... Like, they're trying to teach you typing in the first game and how, like, different things are super effective. So I completely wiped most of my team except for the stupid monkey. You know, I'm feeling like, oh, I'm not really feeling this. And I, I get the gym leader down to his last Pokemon. And the whole... Music changes. All of a sudden, the regular battle theme cuts, and we hear the actual Pokemon theme come up, uh. b- proud and triumphant. And I'm like, oh, it's
3: happening! <laughs> <laughs>
0: like eight different versions of the victory road theme as you're approaching as you're showing your gym badges to each person along the way the song grows and grows and grows as the weight of what you're about to do like you are one of the lucky few that have even made it this far battle themes are on point no other pokemon battle themes come close to touching black and whites there's just so many of them and they're all so good but there's the problem even though it's a reasonably modern game it's still on relatively old hardware. So the audio reproduction isn't that good. Like I can't sit down and really enjoy listening to the songs here because the audio just doesn't sound as good as like actual faithful reproduction. So I'm I'm throwing it out there. Any remaster uh reorchestration experts out there, or Nintendo or literally anyone, like I would pay so much for a reorchestration of the black and white soundtrack. Especially for like Let's say the end credits theme, which is just I think one of my favorite end credit themes of any Pokemon game that's why black and white stands out to me more than anything else um and just the sheer dynamic uh aspects of the soundtrack itself and the promise of how great it would sound when actually uh given the time and faithful reproduction it
2: deserves i'm no pokemon uh master i've never completed the games um i, <laughs> I know that sounds bad but i've never been the elite 4 i've only i think dabbled in blue and done uh what is it the blue one sapphire or yeah sapphire um i made it to the elite four never beat them and got bored i know that's bad but (laughs) i'm not one like i listen to these songs black and white and i'm like okay but what i will say (laughs) is um it's obvious they really stepped up their game um and for that it's really intriguing um because it's from i i had no idea what you're describing mark that they were that dynamic that sounds really interesting but um, yeah, Pokemon really seemed like they stepped up their music game since I last touched them, and uh yeah it, it, i I had some fun kind of listening through some of these, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm like, oh, this sounds like I could probably get into this, so
1: so i this is one of the games that I did complete. I'm not a big game finisher, I'm a huge <laughs> game starter, not a big finisher, <laughs> So with black and white, I was still on like my classic d s and it was um you know one of the first games that I bought for it, and I played it all the way through. And it was such a good entry, and it really, like, brought me back, just like Mark. Um, when, Mark, you put this on the list, and I was just like, this dude doesn't know what he's talking about. There's so <laughs> many other good tracks. And every single track that I had in my brain, I was just like, this is from X and Y, right? Nope, it was from black and white. Oh. Like, when your health is all the way down, and it goes, do doo doo-doo. doo-doo. I I completely forgot that it was from this game, and it's just so so good. It's much better than just the regular. Of just like oh, watch out! It's just like <laughs> you better you better live. <laughs> the elite four battle so good.
3: Mm-hmm. Everything about
1: this game was great. I am also excited that you picked it because if you didn't, I would have mistakenly picked something else. <laughs> but you were <laughs> super right the whole time.
0: Uh, yeah, no, it, and it's a shame because a lot of the dynamic aspects just aren't in the newer Pokemon games, like it was only in like this one. And then they just stopped for the newer ones. i um, probably due to budgetary reasons, or there was someone on the team, um, that like really pushed for like spent the, stayed the extra hours most, most days to make that happen. Cause you know, it's not, I mean, it's not easy, but it's certainly not trivial to make, you know, the music change and have all these different files. And like, I mean, that increases the, the size of the game as well. So there's a uh, technical problems to, uh, making that work, but someone put in the time and it it really shows.
1: Yeah, I feel like also with the new ones they have to kind of like step the graphics up in addition to stepping up the music and things like that. So, when they're allocating time, they have less to devote for, you know, a summer, winter, fall and spring track. But yeah. Yeah. I wish they would.
0: Me too. I have faith that one day we'll return to having the soundtrack to have that much care and attention put into it. Well, we can hope. So, yeah, black and white a Glorious, triumphant return to Pokemon, uh, accompanied by just a tremendous, grand, triumphant soundtrack. And uh, I'm hoping and praying for a faithful return. All right, so everyone's picked their first and second uh, choices. So we are in the last the last round here. So, Katie, what is your final choice?
1: My final choice is one of the most beautiful games that I've played, which is strange because it's all cartoon characters. Um, but it tackles, like, a really heavy subject matter with really, really precious-looking characters. Uh, it's called Night in the Woods. Have you guys uh, played this one?
2: Uh, I have not. No. Okay. Um, it kind of looks like um, kind of the same vein as Braid, though, kind of those type of games where it's 2D kind of platform or doing something different. And
1: You can see how I got suckered into this game. You play as a black cat. Everyone in this game is college age, so, like, 19 to twentieth ish and... You are May. you just quit college, you got your bus back to your small hometown in central Pennsylvania, well, like fantasy Pennsylvania, whatever, (laughs) and you um, immediately come back and everything is different. Uh, Even the things that you hope to be the same are very different, so she comes back, um, and you know, the old grocery store that they used to go to shut down. All the mills have shut down. It was a big, like, mining town. And so, just, like, this small town that she is pretty disparaging of in the first place is just kind of, like, in dire straits. And you are kind of, like, a punky attitude type, you know, like, one of the uh, lines is literally, do you want to do crimes? Yeah, let's do crimes! (laughs) I want to do crimes! (laughs) So, uh, you know, you proceed to do crimes after that. Um, The just the theming of this game is so pretty because you kind of have to piece together what your character's thought process is. Um, and it kind of turns out that she's dropping out of college. She is having like these depressive episodes. Like you go to sleep and wake up each day and you wake up and it's like 4 PM. So she's like kind of on a depressive sleep cycle. And so you go and you meet your friends, you meet your old friend, Greg, who was like your number one bestie from school. And now he has this boyfriend who's, like, incredibly centered and nice and sweet and quiet, and Greg is, like, this hyperactive, jumping off the walls. You know, when he sees you, he just keeps yelling, You're back! And wiggles his arms. Greg seems to be the same, but he and his boyfriend have, like, you know, goals to move out to a better area and kind of, like, live by themselves and become adults and things like that. So your character feels immediately, like, left behind. Like, she's missing a lot of things. And I feel like without giving too much away, that's the theme of it. She's just kinda like reacclimate to things that are getting away from her because she assumes something about, you know, the old train tracks are still there. Oh nope, they're covered in water. Uh the old lumber mill is there. Oh no no no, it's it's all broken down. That's just the theming I love, and I feel like it is really well demonstrated in a lot of these, um in a lot of the songs. That makes sense <laughs> wow
0: like i what you're describing like if you had just told me that as the premise i would have thought this would be like a really moody oscar winning like academy award winning movie of some sort right. but like mm-hmm. this is with cartoon characters in in a video exactly. game <laughs> but slightly off looking like slightly like dark looking cartoon characters
1: so- yeah, there's a point where she's looking at herself in the mirror, and she's about to go to this big party where her like ex boyfriend from high school is going to be there, and she's just looking at herself, and she says, like, "You have nightmare eyes. What are you doing? You're so round. You know, nobody likes you." Oh my god! It's a uh, mm. yeah. And it's all in a cartoony voice, but it's just like, wow, those are thoughts that are like in everybody's head when they look in the mirror and they're going through a really tough time.
2: Oh, man. It's like Animal Crossing went depressive. Oh, my in God. DS. That's it. That's totally it.
1: Animal Crossing, but you kick all your friends out of your village. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> it's Animal Crossing, but when you sign in, the village has changed.
1: Oh, You've God. changed. I've changed. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it kind of it tackles like a mental illness issue. It tackles uh small town vibes and your friends kind of like thinking that it's going to be the same, and it's super not, and that kind of like knocks you off kilter. But a lot of the f- the, the songs that I picked. So there's one called Knife Fight, and it's you and your friend Greg, the crazy one, <laughs> stabbing each other with knives. Oh, as yes, a you mini do. game, at you know, just you know, Thursday night. <laughs> And so that has like a really fun little boppy track even though you guys are like literally hurting each other. There's one called Food Donkey, and it's it's the abandoned grocery store. I think it was a play on Food Lion, because they also have another one called Ham Panther. (laughs) I think they're just ragging on that terrible naming convention. (laughs) And then in Astral Alley is when your character's having these crazy vivid dreams, and you are running around these dreams, and you're finding little pieces of the four-part band that's playing the song. Hmm. So you start off with just a bass track, and then you find uh, somebody playing the um, saxophone, question mark? I think it's Probably. the
2: accordion. There's, I think there's an accordion. Yeah, there. there's
1: an accordion, there's a string instrument, there's a tuba something bassy and and low and something in between there so you're you find all four of those and then you wake up and it has a really cool atmosphere like your colors are inverted you're usually wearing like this orange shirt and in the dream you're like all blue it's a very cool like tonal dissonance from the waking world to the, the your dreams And then I also picked the Demon Tower track. So in this, uh, your friend, your friend's boyfriend installs a game on your computer that you can play. It's basically just like a little mini game, like a top down Zelda looking thing where you go and fight uh, like monsters and ghosts and things. And uh, it's um, really kind of a throwback to like MIDI soundtrack games. And I thought they were all very good. there's nothing about the soundtrack that i don't hate no there's nothing about (laughs) the soundtrack i don't love i love it
0: it's really it's a blast it's really really cool um the thing that stuck out to me the most was the first track i listened to which is the title track theme because like in in theory i don't like when modern games decide to go like retro style with electronic like chip tunes in lieu of you know taking advantage of modern uh replication or you know modern electric synths um uh, I mean, that's the reason that I don't listen to the black and white soundtrack, because I don't like sitting down and listening to, like, chiptunes or MIDI files. Um, however, this proved me wrong. Like, it's really, like, I feel that th- it, th- this soundtrack would lose something if it wasn't in this style, mm. if it was reproduced yes. in some other way. Like, it, it it adds to the atmosphere in a way I can't really put my finger on. Like, uh, may- maybe it's the fact that it is with this, like, retro style, chiptune mini sort of approach but it takes advantage of just ever so slightly some modern re- uh, replication because like the bass at the mm-hmm. bottom of the yes. title theme like it's slap-, it's slap and it's so slick
1: glad you mentioned that because uh your character the cat may plays the bass oh my god mm. um and it's so present in every song it really is a nice tie back
0: i'm just i just gotta throw it out there i really liked the i think it's the guitar distortions going on in the title track too it kind of reminds me of the filters uh, grizzly bear put on uh, painted ruins which uh sounds good <laughs> i didn't say the music is good but it sounds very good <laughs>
1: I like the noise it has. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) And there's some tracks in here, like you mentioned Knife Fight. Like, Knife Fight has no right to be this groovy. It doesn't.
3: No, not
0: at all. Uh, The only ones that didn't really do anything for me, like the Demon Tower tracks were okay, and I just really wasn't feeling the Demon Tower boss theme. It was just too short, and I didn't really get anything out of it. But, like, man, though, there's so many good songs on here. I found myself, like, accidentally not stopping and going into the next track you pointed out and just kind of slipping into hearing Mm -hmm. the rest of it like greg maniac is awesome it's so good
1: And then Greg, a little less maniac, I think.
0: Oh my god, I missed that one. No. Uh,
1: it just comes on later, and it's basically a, a reconfiguring of like the tempo, and you know, it's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna have
0: to. I think I'm gonna have to play this game.
1: Oh, I so recommend it.
0: The soundtrack and the atmosphere that it's creating just is really appealing to me. Um And the way that you described what the actual story and characters is, like, it just clicks with me how these two things mesh together, and I really need to check it out.
1: Yeah, the writing is pretty, it's really funny, kind of gimmicky, but it's also, like, you know, they go from saying a lot of very funny, weird things, like, your mom is like, do you want tacos? And you yell at her, I want everything. <gasps> And it's just like, what is happening? And then you go to, you know, a little bit more serious. Just, you know, I dropped out of college. It's been tough and blah, blah, blah. And this game has won awards for its writing. And it's, uh, you know, representation of many different, um, I don't know, mental places, kind of. Because all the characters are in very different um, areas with their lives. Mm -hmm. Can't recommend it enough.
2: Yeah, I agree with Mark. I I listened to this and I am very intrigued to check it out i agree with mark i listened to like the music and it just kind of like blended into the next song i was like oh wait i'm in the next song yeah. it has such a great flow to it and i was trying to put my finger on it and it finally occurred to me i'm like mark and i always had this type of discussion how songs or albums have a certain like seasonal sound to it and this not in the woods like nails in autumn kind of I mean, almost halloween sound like the main title yeah. oh
1: exactly it
2: reminds me of um danny elfman's work for tim burton this sounds like a tim burton movie it's in like modernized bit style and i will say astral alley um is probably my favorite that you picked out i don't know why but i think of pirates when i hear this uh, knowing no game context i thought of i don't know like a cove kind of like it's kind of spooky it's kind of like I love the accordion and the the tuba and violin together. It just it, it definitely was my favorite, and just out all of them just really did have just like Mark was described that consistent groove, man. Uh, and unlike Mark, I really like the Demon Tower tracks. Um, They're pretty spooky and ominous, and this was probably the one one of the selections of our selections that I have not played the game. But it's motivating me to like, wow, I kind of really want to check this out because um, it's it's pretty darn cool.
1: You guys are very perceptive. I'm glad you guys talked about autumn because it starts and you're coming back and it's fall.
2: Are you
3: serious?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And the fact that you are in this depressive sleep cycle, you wake up at four, it's always sunset. So you have this beautiful orange glow behind the small town homes that are all multicolored. You're kicking leaves around and there are pumpkins on people's porches. There are little squirrels running around collecting nuts. It's such an autumn vibe, and that's it is my favorite season. Halloween is uh, my national holiday.
0: Halloween's awesome.
1: <laughs> it's just fall is the perfect time for me, and this game really captures that part of the year. It is also thematically important that it's just like fall precedes winter, which is, you know, things are shutting down and everything just kind of gets very dark. Uh, and that's how the game progresses it just kind of like goes into you know the unknown basically i can't recommend it enough like i all it took for me was to listen to the youtube link that i sent you guys of the three hour long score and i have this game on my pc but i bought it again for my switch just because like i love it so much
3: all
0: right so katie's first choice final fantasy 10 second choice mario odyssey and the third and last night in the woods uh, that brings us to Michael. Michael, what is your last choice?
2: Um, so kind of on the vein of Final Fantasy, um, I'm going to pick uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. That's 2.0, the integer. Um, and <laughs> um, I love we have to clarify that. <laughs> yeah, this is another game that I played the snot out of. Um, when I was a kid, and not one. I didn't play one a whole bunch, but I played two a bunch. I like maximized like my entire. Like, my drives, I went through and, like, maximized them, and... I don't know, it's just... I... This game hooked me because I can be a sucker for, like, the overblown, ham-fisted plot and story at times, if it's done tastefully, and uh, that's Kingdom Hearts for me in a nutshell. I mean, you just take the openings, like the... For this one, it's Passion, uh, which is the opening, which is one of the tracks I picked as my favorite. (laughs) so disorientating i mean like it has a recap of the story but every character is falling for for some reason and like the overblown <laughs> symbolism but it's still catchy i mean it gets you pumped up for the game and sora is always chasing riku because riku's standing out on the sea being like i'm just gonna get swelled by this wave and holding out <laughs> my hand and Sora's like no and um i don't know it's it's fun but like i was describing with the the last of us with the the, the title screen I distinctly remember the title screen for Kingdom Hearts 2 where you have Dearly Beloved kind of bringing you into it and I remember I would never immediately launch into my game I always let like the first couple like chords of the piano play out because it's just such a darn good piano song
1: It's so good. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> You're so right.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's just, oh, it reminds me of so many just great moments in the game. Cause the game is like principally about friendship and relationships and all that. And it's just, I don't know. it's just, this it reminds me of like the, the subtler moments of the game. Um, where like the character development and the the story really shines because that's where it shines. In my opinion, it's like the plot and story. I'm like I get lost. I'm like there are like ten games between one and two. I don't really know what's going on, <laughs> but like I care really deeply about the characters and the development within thing within the game is what caught me into it. And dearly beloved and all the other like really softer piano songs really just grab me in this game. But that being said, I also Played the snot out of it because i loved the evolution of the gameplay and kingdom hearts too
1: oh yeah, oh, yeah.
2: it just was so over the top the end boss battle is just like huge crazy it's like, oh my god it's so much fun like and you're doing all these crazy acrobatics of sora and i i love when I, I think i remember this correctly where you rejoin with riku and all of a sudden you have riku in your party and you're kicking ass and it's the best freaking thing in the world um, and you have all these like special, um, like the special combo moves you can do with him. I love that gameplay connection to the story. And some of the fight songs that really stand out to me are, or two, like one that I think really leads into the other, and that's "A Fight to the Death" and "Darkness of the Unknown." Those two back to back encapsulate the mood and the excitement of the battles for me. So, like, you have the more moody piano Organization thirteen. they would always play when you have all the people in the hood sitting in their uh, Jedi Council chairs, <laughs> oh and um, and uh, I don't know, <laughs> this game just, it really holds a special place in my heart. Like I said, I, I don't really fully understand the story. I played through one when I was really young, and there were a whole bunch of games between one and two, but two really grabbed me because the worlds you could explore were so vast. I mean, the soundtrack is huge in this and it's so diverse. Um, I love the big orchestra and the grand choir. And when I was compiling this list, I was kind of, I had the third spot open because it immediately last of us popped in my head. And Little big planet popped in my head. And then on the third one, I'm like, I have to think I'm like, what are other games? And I'm like, I, I started was going around YouTube and I went to my iTunes list. and I'm like, Oh, I'm like, I started listening to some of the tracks I had on my iTunes, and L- Kingdom Hearts was in there. Immediately, when I listened to Dearly Beloved, I'm like, I was trying to put it back. I'm like, this has to go on the list. It's so darn good. And yeah, it, it, honestly, like re listening to it, I kind of want to play through this game again, even though it's super long, just because I don't know. It's just there, there's a lot of great memories there. And plus, I just love maxing out the drive system. Sora goes full blown Super Saiyan.
1: It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. He does. It's awesome. Uh, I just want to like reinstate my love for all of the remixes, mm-hmm. uh, especially the remastered soundtrack. Just something as subtle as a world you don't really care about, like Land of Dragons, Mulan's world. It was great. but in the remaster, they have uh, you know Japanese and Chinese instruments oh. that are playing. So even that brought it up to a level that like I didn't think I would find beautiful, but you know, I recommend listening back to that track uh, in the remastered version.
0: I simply cannot believe that I didn't know about this. I legitimately thought the remix, or the remixes, I should say, was just a way to refresh people's minds on what happened and like retcon some of the story points. I had no idea they actually went through and... Gave a damn about the music and, like, actually took advantage of the new hardware by making, like, new orchestrations, new recordings. Um, Whether or not they're synthetic or not, but just, like, taking advantage of the better reproduction uh, possible on whatever console or, uh, yeah, whatever console they're happening to release it on. So that's... I'm gonna have to check that out because I'm really intrigued by that. I do have a quick question, though, since you've... It sounds like you've played the remaster or at least listened to it. Um... Tension rising, the ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, do they still use the MIDI trumpets?
1: Um, it sounds a little bit better. It is still such a staccato and, like, annoying <laughs> song that you're just like, yep, it's yep, so okay, bad. I get it. It's I get so it. bad. I get it. It's so <laughs> I've never hated that song to the extent that our group has genuinely hated that song, but that's because I have these rose-colored glasses for Kingdom Hearts, and I love everything it puts in my face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, too, love everything it puts in my face, and (laughs) ears, uh, for the most part. (laughs) Um, Dearly Beloved, and uh, to Michael's point, Dearly Beloved was a nice intro song to the first game. It was a pleasing piano ballad, and uh, it's a really nice way to start the first game, but they... Really took some extra time to let it sort of breathe. Mm-hmm. My God, can we talk about? Forgive me, I don't know her name.
1: Utara Hikaru.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh my God.
1: Utara has my heart.
0: Simple and clean and passion. Oh, so, mm-hmm. good. so good. <laughs> Shout out to the backwards vocals.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: that. <laughs> Oh, uh, I thought that was so cool as a kid. I'm like, they're doing the
2: vocals backwards. That's so cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs>
2: just like <and>
1: that the it- <laughs> <Visi> Elliott song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit cheesy, but you know, Kingdom Hearts is a little cheesy. So <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, I think it fits pretty well. And I cannot wait for the third. But Michael, great choice. I'm glad we have some uh Kingdom Hearts representation on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um I just wanna add some little things that I've picked up over my years of being a massive fan of Kingdom Hearts 2. One a part of my notes is to dog pile onto this series with you. So, <laughs> I bought Kingdom Hearts 2 with my confirmation money. Oh. In 2006, like I don't know, like 2 months after it came out, um it was like the first time I had my own money and could, you know, actually buy something. So I got it and I played it and I beat it in a week.
2: Oh my god. Wow. I love
1: this game and I've continued to play it. I bought it the remaster for my PS4 so I could play it, you know, now that I'm a whole grown up. I want to mention that dearly beloved is inspired by a heartbeat so when it starts it goes yeah Yeah, so it's it just adds like another like little level to that and i feel like when it gets further into the song the bass kind of like goes along with that um and then passion is kind of inspired by um sora seeing riku for the first time after they've been separated for years so that's where like the lyrics came into uh, like the urgency of like trying to like connect again and that's why i love passion so much all
0: right cool so michael's first choice is the last of us followed by little big planet and finally kingdom hearts 2.0 <laughs> <laughs> so my final pick is again from a nostalgic series for me and unlike black and white i'm picking it exclusively because of what does exist right now so i'm gonna have to set the stage here a little bit so i i did mention it's similar to black and white but in more ways than one where um when i was a little kid i think one of the first video games i really fell in love with and played so so much was link's awakening on the uh, game boy and game boy color for the dx version and uh, oracle seasons as well um i was very much a 2d zelda guy like i played so many of the 2d zeldas i think i also played the uh port of a link to the past all before i actually played twilight princess um which was my very first 3d zelda game and you might be wondering why why Did you not get Ocarina of Time on N64 instead of The Bug's Life 64? Why did you think that (laughs) was a good choice? What
1: a pull. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Why did you do that? So if I can have a moment to explain myself, I did play (laughs) Ocarina of Time once at somebody's house. I forget. And... It really turned me off because I was just kind of thrown into it. I'm like, wait, I can turn into like, there's a time travel thing. I can be a a grown up, but a kid. And, and also like, it was a little bit too much to be suddenly thrown into the 3d version. And it was too much too fast. And it kind of scared me off. And I retreated into the 2D Zelda games. But when Twilight Princess came around, I was a little bit more grown up. And I was like, you know what? I'm digging these commercials. Uh, Wolfie Link is a thumbs up for me. So I want to give this a shot. Like, I'm going to actually give this a fair try. So it was my first 3D Zelda game. And if you played it correctly, by that I mean on the Wii um, and not the GameCube. <laughs> Anyone that says otherwise is wrong. And the reason I say that is because um, even though the Wii is just an overclocked GameCube, let's be honest here, that little bit does make the difference in having this golden hour glow over everything in the game like everything is stuck in like i mean it's the namesake of the game like almost in this sort of twilight where Mm -hmm. everything's sort of glowing with this really warm orange or yellow tone and it's uh, everything's bathed in it and it's just an absolutely gorgeous thing to look at not to mention midna is the best companion uh, Navi's a meme, and my toaster has more personality <laughs> than Fee. Uh, Skyward Sword's a piece of shit game, anyone that says otherwise is wrong. And there's also like a few, and I think this also helped bridge me into it. There's a lot of american influences in there as well which is kind of surprising like the uh kakariku uh, village in uh twilight princess is almost like an old western town and there's a lot of mm-hmm. like there's literally an old western town where you go to near the end of the game and like it's a western shootout it's like something from like a spaghetti western wow, it's, that's awesome. it's very silly that's awesome yeah. so in my opinion yeah great game But what about the soundtrack? You know, there's a a bit of nostalgia there. Like, it's my first 3D Zelda game. And I loved the 2D Zeldas before it. So I have an inherent, like, soft spot for it. But taken at face value, it would not be on my list. It would have been probably, like, Kingdom Hearts 1 or 2. Like, Michael, I would have had to pick something else. There's one very specific reason that this is on my list. And um, I'm going to take a moment to... Talk about a little uh, group called Zelda Reorchestrated. So it was a fan project created back in 2004, thereabouts, and they set out to reorchestrate a complete soundtrack for Ocarina of Time using like the pro level audio synthesizing for orchestra. So the idea being that it sounds as if it's being produced or played by an actual orchestra, and it's done in like this professional grade software, so it does sound like a legitimate orchestra playing it so these guys like you know in their dorms or uh at home or wherever they were in their lives at that point can sit down at the computer and make something that sounds as if it was played by like a 70 piece orchestra which is really really cool and they get to express themselves with their arrangement chops uh through it so you know they did ocarina of time and uh they spread out to doing like basically every zelda game they were reorchestrating orchestrating songs from them and doing, like, atmospheric, location-based ones and uh, all sorts of things. But um, work began on a secret project in 2008 that was officially revealed to the public at E3 2010, and it was their project for doing the Twilight Princess soundtrack and reorchestrating that. They didn't just want to do what they did before, where they did like a reorchestration you know, at the computer. Like they did do that, but they did a Kickstarter and raised twenty thousand oh wow, dollars to get a live choir and live solo features to fill out this soundtrack. And my God does it make the difference. The whole thing sounds so good because of it. Um but I am getting ahead of myself because What makes this group so fascinating to me is that, like, this was at the peak. Like, when they released this, the day it was released, they were flying high. They had professional CDs made with beautiful cover art for this, and they were prepared to sell, you know, music through iTunes and things, so they could actually make a profit off of this and potentially do future ones as well. But what happened was, the Kickstarters got their CDs, they're prepping for the, uh, digital release and they just immediately disbanded like Uh, they they posted a blog post and they're like we apologize we're not going to do a digital release like we wanted it's not happening we appreciate all your support this is the finest thing we've ever done get the music however you want you can get it on a torrent or whatever we don't care we want you to listen to it and appreciate it and we're done here see you around and wow and they legitimately held to that like they just They built this beautiful castle over years and years. And when it was at the peak of its power and prestige, they set fire to it and walked away. They just completely left. And I'm going to actually read an excerpt from their mission statement. Uh, We are committed to lush, symphonic performances of the greatest songs from the Legend of Zelda, as they would have sounded from the warm halls and intimate expression of a live Philharmonic. Uh, We do not seek profit or fame. We simply love Zelda and wish to share its inspiration on all of us with all of you. And I think they held to that. They absolutely did. Because they basically made no money off this. And any leftovers they had from the live choir, which I'm not sure if there was, and any small profits they would have made from the small amount of physical CDs they made, that's all they made from this. They never made any money off the digital uh, release. So no one really knows what happened here. Uh, there's conspiracy theorists that say that, like, Nintendo just completely shut them down and this is their way of just completely avoiding a lawsuit. Um, that's kind of the accepted theory. But some other people are like, no, they legitimately just thought it was best to stop here. Uh, you know, everyone's got their opinions. My
1: theory is that it was a blood sacrifice that they just had to die for this beautiful, <laughs> beautiful soundtrack they <you> made.
0: <laughs> they had to die for their art. They
1: had to. I don't make the <laughs> <Yes>. rules.
0: <laughs> so that's how I listen to it was off a torrent because it was never digitally sold and i didn't have the physical CD. one of the few physical cds that was made so the music itself i have the legend of all the 25th anniversary soundtrack that came with the skyward sword special edition bundle that was a mistake but um i do have it and that was performed by an actual live choir or an actual live orchestra rather um choir was there as well and It is immediately apparent, listening to the first song off the Zelda reorchestrated soundtrack, how much better produced, mixed, arranged, just overall better made the fan project was compared to Nintendo's official release for the 25th anniversary soundtrack. Like, the overture, the opening song on Twilight Symphony, is stunning. Here's the problem I have with even some of the things I picked for my list so far is that nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Like (laughs) anything I remember listening to, in my mind I have this mental audio thumbprint of what I thought it sounded like. And it's always more grand and better than what it actually is when I go back and listen to it in its original medium. But here, the reorchestration for like the opening theme, the overture theme, is how i remembered it sounding like it's the nostalgia remembrance Mm. and that's what they're capturing like it actually lives up to and in some cases surpasses the nostalgia which is blowing my mind try to breeze through some of the highlights here. So Hyrule Field it was also covered in a a little movement in the 25th anniversary edition and the Twilight Princess version completely upstages it. (laughs) I feel like I want to go run into Field and, and grab a horse and grab a sword and just take the world by the reins. It's, it's a blast. Kakariku Village, as I said before, it's almost like a western. It's very dusty and airy, and with a Bonfire like jam session near the end as well, which <laughs> I would never have thought to add a jam session to the goddamn Kakariku Village <laughs> theme, but it works. It works. <laughs> there's one other track i want to highlight um the history of light and shadow there's like horror movie strings and vocals like crispy Whoa. whispering screams as well it's it's as unsettling as the actual cinematic it accompanies in the game itself which uh if you'll allow me i'll <laughs> proceed to do a dramatic reading of the events that transpired during the song history of light and shadow uh, which was preceded by Link approaching one of the so-called spirits of light as the spirit delivers a vision to him. Uh, so both Link and his not girlfriend float about in a black void, triforce appears not girlfriend's eyes go completely white she has a knife now she tries to kill link she stops she screams link's eyes now are white he's running towards the triforce now black versions of link with glowing red eyes are under the triforce now a giant hat rises in the distance link disintegrates camera turns link disintegrated link that link and black link smile and share a moment glowing testicles descend from above the hat lowers new link freaks the out and screams at the camera back to original link now the hat splits apart and floats around him. Back to the black void. Not-girlfriend is giggling as she falls upside down in slow-mo. There's no hundreds of not-girlfriends giggling and falling upside down. Cut back to the original Link with a shit grin, and he snaps out of the vision. Um, what the f***, Nintendo?
1: Wow. Are you sure that one song, like the, mmm, whatcha say, didn't appear? <laughs>
0: it... Uh, I, I might as well have. A spirit of light my ass. Crazy. <laughs> absolutely what horrifying.
1: Is- I love nightmare sequences like that, and this music is incredible. I can only imagine.
0: Yeah, it's a trip um so yeah and then what follows it I, I totally lied i'm going to talk more about some of the singles here uh lake hilia uh has some like clattering wood chimes a gorgeous steel guitar and a, a surprise piano solo actually it's like a it's refreshing as a sip of cool water especially after the eldritch horrors that preceded it in history of light and shadow <laughs> My favorite track, I love every track on here, but I think one of the ones that sticks out to me the most is Rutella's Wish. It is a piano ballad, and Mm. it is stunning. It is absolutely stunning. It moves me to tears. You just need to hear it. (laughs) Uh, You just need to hear it. And one more minor thing I want to mention is Hyrule Odd Jobs, which is as wacky and fun as the oddball character Zelda is famous for, but this one is particularly special to me though, because it is actually guest arranged by Braxton Brooks, who you might recognize as Scotine, creator of pokemon reorchestrated kanto symphony which had like a big digital release and it was officially uh licensed by nintendo and it was beautiful in fact that was one of the ones i was considering putting uh but the potential black and white just barely put it over the edge um but yeah, his style is all over this piece uh, And it's immediately apparent it's his arrangement And uh, actually, in my opinion, it's his best work It's a really, really wacky, fun theme It fits his approach that he took for Pokemon It actually carries over very well So I encourage you, if you're familiar with Canto Symphony To give Hyrule Jobs a uh, listen With the thought in the back of your mind This is arranged by the same guy I'm going to reiterate here, there's been a lot of picks from, you know, all of us that have various degrees of listenability outside of the context of the game itself. Uh, like the Black and White soundtrack, I wouldn't recommend anyone just sit down and listen to that, at least until, like, an actual re is done. But those that played the game, I think, really appreciate what it brought to the series. But Twilight Symphony, anyone can listen to this and appreciate this. It's an orchestral masterpiece. I'm going to end it there. I had way too much thoughts on that. Anybody else have any thoughts?
1: (laughs) I do. You put the link in the notes. I clicked the link. And about 12 minutes later, I texted in the group chat, I'm crying at work. (laughs) Um, That was not a joke for laughs. That was a real truth, because I actually teared up. So beautiful. I I can't believe it's like escaped my grasp, even though I haven't played Zelda games myself. I, you know, would watch over my brother's shoulder uh, when we were younger. And I just bought Breath of the Wild, and that's the first Zelda entry I've played. Oh, <gasps> really? Yeah. So this uh, this reorchestration is out and out beautiful.
2: Mm-hmm. I would say my experience is similar to Katie's in the sense that I-, I haven't played a Zelda game. I, I always um, watched over Mark's shoulder when you- Mark-, Mark, you always played late at night. And I'm a morning person, so I would inevitably pass out on the couch in the basement, and you would be playing Zelda. So I would always be really intrigued, but not intrigued enough to play. I don't know (laughs) why. I was weird. I was young. Um, and so um, but yeah, I listened through this, and like Hyrule Field is probably one of my favorites. Like the beginning to that is just so like epic, and like makes me want to actually go to the field and start. Walking around and exploring, it's fun. The end credits, uh, Mark, you didn't talk about those, but those were probably one of my favorites of this. Um, it really kind of ties a nice bow on everything. Um, and I had no idea that this was not an actual live recorded orchestra, it was that good. I like, I have my my notes, I'm like, holy shit, this is like a legit full blown live recorded orchestra, and it kind of blows my mind that this is more kind of software-driven and more kind of uh, recreated in that, in that sense uh, with, obviously, the live choir and, and all that. But, um, yeah, this is – it's amazing. I've enjoyed I, – I haven't sit, sat down and listened to the full thing because it's very long, but what I've listened to and what links you've pointed out, I've been very surprised. I'm like, wow, this is – this is pretty darn good. They they should really do a re-release of Twilight Princess and throw this in there, because um, it's, it's pretty darn sweet.
0: So we have all picked our top three, uh, naturally, with only being able to pick three. There are some things that had to be left on the uh, drawing board, so... I'm going to go through, uh, starting with Katie. So, rapid fire, bring out your dead. What was some that didn't make the list, and maybe why or why not, and some of the highlights from them. So, Katie, what what were yours?
1: All right, so mine, uh, I I feel like it's overused in mentioning, like, fantastic video game soundtracks, but it is so good that it's hard to ignore uh, the Undertale soundtrack. Have you guys played this one?
0: I have not, but Uh, I know that it's loved by literally everyone.
1: It's really, really good. I wish... That the fandom wasn't so toxic online. I genuinely like love all of the um, original soundtracks, uh, which are arranged like, I, I don't know, like some kind of audacity program and then just, you know, mixed all around. So you get like, you know, piano ballads, you get some that are pure synth, some that are, um, you know, full guitar, like Spanish guitar, like it covers like every kind of instrument you could hit up. Specific tracks that I love is Waterfall, Ruins, uh, of course, Megalovania, which is probably the most, like, prolific song from the soundtrack. Uh, and then uh, the title track, Undertale, which plays, like, close to the end of the game. They're all so good in their own right. You know, Waterfall is playing when you're in this super deep, dark cave. Ruins is uh, the one of the first tracks that you hear uh, when you're saved by um, this beast named T- Toriel. She's, like, a motherly figure. So, like, this kind of spooky but pretty tame otherwise song is playing in the background. Uh, I think that fits really beautifully. Megalovania was made to be covered by all of the metal artists on YouTube, and it has been. So I highly recommend literally any metal cover of Megalovania. You can't go wrong. There's a metal cover of a song called Heartache, which is when you, you have the option to fight Toriel because she wants to keep you safe, but that would, you know, end the game you wouldn't be able to leave her home uh so you kind of have to um fight in quotation marks her so i recommend all of those uh and then there is the greatest cover of video games that i've ever heard um it's called live at grillby's Grillby is a bar in one of the towns that you visit in undertale um it is a jazz club arrangement of all of these mm. songs which is something I never thought I would like seek out, but I, I so I bought this album like on two different phones because I needed it. <laughs> it's it's such a good concentration tool. Uh, there's a they renamed the song so it's um, there's a song called It's Raining Somewhere Else and it's called A Date with Demise. And then another one called uh, Another Medium, and it's called Incinerator on the album. They're just, they're both so good. Uh, It's only like eight tracks in that album. So, you know, a listen is only like 45 minutes, and I recommend all of it.
0: Real briefly, I think I've heard at least one or two of the jazz renditions of the soundtrack from that album you mentioned michael i know you like
2: jazz you gotta give it a listen it's Mm -hmm. it's some good shit yeah i know i'm really interested yeah this sounds great
1: it's uh for free on youtube like the creator is just like some guy on youtube uh i think his name is insane in the rain my next one is pokemon sun and moon i super loved it we were talking earlier about how um you know with the new console you get a little bit more opportunity to show your stuff with music and i think that pokemon sun and moon really took that and they have a little bit more of a variation between you know from the bass all the way up to like the top level of melody i think they really took advantage of that really well i i recommend listening to the town versions they have a day version and a night version that was the gimmick like it would switch from day to night so i love them all especially the night versions then uh horizon zero dawn it's uh all i can describe it is uh, like punk viking folk metal oh my
0: god i love it already
3: <laughs>
1: that's literally the what? best i could do uh <laughs> like at sometimes it's more folk than punk and sometimes it's more metal than anything uh all of the boss fights you're fighting technology so they are extremely uh tech heavy and and synthesizers and uh distortions and things like that um there are pieces built into the music where it sounds like static because the bosses are so powerful that it's affecting your hearing and things like that so i thought that was extremely cool um the intro is just kind of like a, a very perfect capsulation of um you know the world without technology uh that's that's that music and then the boss battles are the only technology and i think it's a really fun dynamic Cannot escape how much I love Journey. It didn't make the list because it is such, uh, you have to play the game to really get the depth and breadth of what is happening in the moments of the music. So I thought that would be a little much to try and describe. Um, This game I played in three hours.
0: Yeah, it's a short game.
1: It's beautiful. I think it was uh, nominated for an Oscar or something. Wow. Yeah, the storytelling, the art direction, the music, everything works so beautifully and perfect. Uh, There's a portion where you think you are going to die climbing up a mountain uh and when you succeed you are literally elevated to a better plate like a heaven type situation and the music follows you from like the depths of despair of like maybe even dying all the way up to like you seeing this beautiful new kingdom where you live uh it deals with like deities and uh you know abandoned temples and all that kind of stuff it's oh, it's beautiful And then my last bullet point was Kingdom Hearts 2, so <laughs> that's what we got.
0: All right, well thank you. Those are some pretty good choices. Um unfortunately just to throw my little thoughts in the uh the journey pile there. Um I, I have played it? I-, I I don't know. I just I don't get the hype for it. I I no? played it and I I played and like there was one other person running around in circles yeah. the entire time I was playing and I was like, "Oh, I guess this is kind of online too. That's kind of cool, I guess." And the ending didn't do anything for me spoilers here for anybody that doesn't want uh journey spoilers michael i guess you could plug your ears if you don't want to be spoiled but um i mean from what i remember at the end like you just sort of get reincarnated or like you can start again start anew and climb the mountain again and like yeah i think repetition or like cylindric you know stories and uh experiences can be wonderfully done um i think joanna newsom's divers her album there the whole premise of the album is that it's like time travel and the album like feeds back into itself in a loop and i think it's done beautifully but a journey it just sort of pissed me off oh, no. um, especially since like one of the selling points of the game was it's supposed to be like it's an online game, man, but it, it's a good <laughs> online game, and I got <sighs> nothing out of the online. Like, I mean, I guess your mileage may vary depending on who's playing at the time, but to me, then, that's not a testament to the game. That's a testament to if the people you're playing with are good at playing yeah, the game. It's a
1: very tough bet to be like, you'll love it no matter what. like maybe not
0: yeah maybe maybe if it wasn't hyped up as much and it was something i just stumbled upon i would have had like better thoughts on it but it's one of those things where it's been hyped so much from literally everyone everyone loves this game um that when i actually sat down and played it 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 was just such a disappointment unfortunately um but i do remember the the music being nice so i i would agree with you there Uh, good music all right yep all right so now that i've uh throwing cold water on that fire, I
1: suppose. <laughs> yeah, thanks, dude. I love um, it. Um
0: <laughs> so I, I do have a I do have a few sorry Katie.
1: I, don't, I do I have don't a few care. honorable I didn't make mentions. The game.
0: <laughs> I do have a few honorable mentions as well. Um I mentioned him before but uh Scotine's uh Pokemon reorchestrated Canto Symphony, I was so close to picking this over black and white because it is like Twilight Symphony, a reorchestration of the original Pokemon red and blue games. Um and it's beautiful. Um I don't think it's as well done as uh twilight symphony like twilight symphony is just in a league of its own but he does a good job here he does a very good job uh some highlights are mount moon i thought mount moon was a triumph uh it's a fantastic rendition yes, of mount so moon. beautiful Uh, red's journey i like as well the road to uh, cerulean city i really get pumped up there i want to immediately jump back into the games themselves and i hear this that's how i remember pokemon sounding in my head when i was listening to the game you know playing it as a kid soundtrack check it out if you haven't already and the last one is um i i was close to picking this i don't know why i fell through but i do really enjoy the final fantasy VII crisis core uh soundtrack because it's It has the benefit of being the music from Final Fantasy VII, which is really good, or at least most of it, Um, but it's reorchestrated for the console itself. Like, it's actually pretty well reproduced. Um, They all sound really good, actually. Um, On the PSP, I'm pretty sure they are playing, like, some version of MP3 or something, so they sound pretty good. End credits theme is a trip. I love (laughs) the end credits theme. It's called Fulfill Desires. Give it a shot if you uh, like end themes. It'll It really summarizes the tone of the game and the music from the game in a really nice way. So if you like that, I would encourage uh, checking out the rest of the soundtrack. And that's it for
2: my honorable mentions. Uh, Michael, what about you? Uh, So I'm going to kind of, I guess, break the rules a little bit here uh, on my honorable mention. Literally, I'm just going to select a single. I don't care what comes with it. I just am selecting the single. (laughs) So I guess I'm selecting the entire album that goes with it. I don't care because this one single is amazing. (laughs) So let me pitch you this. Melgear Salad does James Bond.
1: My dude.
2: (laughs) Um... (laughs) All I gotta say is uh, people who play the game is uh, that ladder. Yep, that ladder. I don't, there's something just so great about it. It just goes, it, when you dive into it, like, I've never skipped this opening when I've popped into the game. It just gets me so pumped up for spy espionage in Russia. It's just, it's fantastic.
3: What a fear in my heart But you're so supreme I give my
1: That Snake Eater song is the most ridiculous, uh, like, competing tones I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. But I'm also yeah. just like, this is a Metal Gear game. Are you sure you came to the right audition? <laughs> I, uh, it it's beautiful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I do love how James Bond it is. Like, I feel mm-hmm.
1: like something
2: like our dad could watch and really like. Yes, it's, uh, it's fantastic. That game, I will still bust your chops about mark you need to play that game um <laughs> it's maybe uh someday yeah maybe someday yeah but um it's it's probably um up as one of my favorite it's it's it, it, after the the disappointment and frustration that was metal gear solid 2 um metal gear solid 3 was such a breath of fresh air it stripped back to all the bullcrap and you weren't riding in a jumpsuit and an oil rig with government conspiracies it just that that made no sense. It was like it was a breath of fresh air, you're you're stripped back, you're literally in the forest, and guess what? You gotta make your way through the forest and take down the whole whole thing. So it's it's a blast. <laughs> I love it. Uh moving on then, uh Uncharted two among thieves. Um this is one of um, I, I avoided picking this one because I didn't want too Naughty Dog on my uh, top three because uh, I wanted to kind of share the love a little bit, but uh, Uncharted 2 Among Thieves, some great stuff here. What I really love about it is they take the exotic and mix it with the epic, especially with some um, singles like Warzone, where you have at the end, you have this great, I don't know what string instrument it is, maybe viola in there or something weird or different. I just remember, like, this was the first game where I think they really started realizing the power of the console, and Naughty Dog was one of those companies that really understood how to push the PS3 to its limits. I mean, heck, that's how our PS3 died, (laughs) while playing Uncharted 3. Yeah. um, And uh, so uh obviously nate's theme so what they do with nate's theme is they have different renditions of it for each uh title so they this is nate's theme 2.0 um and again this is just it's it's classy it's catchy it's got the uh like a bead shaker it's got the hand drums i don't know, i just love it it's it's uh i have here in my notes uh, it's music that fits the summer swashbuckling blockbuster feel that is the uncharted series bingo
1: that is such an accurate description
2: And this one is a pure nostalgic pick. Um, and it's a terrible game, but it's still fantastic and it holds a dearer place in my heart. It's uh, Sonic 3D Blast on the Sega Genesis. Um, so uh, my brother and I, when we visited our aunt and uncles with our cousins, um, we would uh, in what we called the boys room where we all slept, we had this super tiny tube TV and a Sega Genesis and this game. And just this music instantly teleports me back to days in summer, being a careless kid, taking dips in the pond and trying to beat this game with no save function and being super frustrated because we failed every single time. And it's it's just it's 16 bit garbage in all its glory. I love it. (laughs) gonna listen to any of them uh listen to snake eater because you're uh, you're not gonna get sonic 3d blast (laughs) um so
0: (laughs) all right so we have covered a breadth of genres and times here uh, both old games and new games uh lots and lots of good soundtracks uh the show notes are gonna be packed with all of the games Mm -hmm. and the singles we mentioned from said games so if you enjoy video game soundtracks absolutely give it a look and even if you don't if any of the things we mentioned sounded like something you might be interested in i encourage you get give the show notes a look because we'll have everything linked you can always uh give it a quick listen and who knows you might find your your next favorite album or discover a game that you didn't know about and now you're really excited to play so um I highly encourage everyone to do that. Uh, This has been a blast. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for uh, being with us to discuss and reminisce
2: about old games and uh, get excited about new games alike. So thank you for being with us. Well, thanks again. This was a blast. I had a lot of fun listening to all your picks and reminiscing about being a careless kid and playing video games. Oh, yeah. Those are the days. And uh, Katie,
0: thank you so much for uh, guesting with us today. I hope you had a blast because I certainly did.
1: I had so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Especially, so, Michael, your picks were the most alien to me. So Mm -hmm. when I, like, got into them, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is a whole new world. (laughs)
3: <laughs> all new
1: oh.
0: alright awesome and thank you listeners for tuning in uh, as I mentioned before all the show notes will be available embedded in the file in your podcast player of choice but they're also available online on badmusichurts.com you can spell that hurts like the wave hurts or hurts as in it hurts me either way it works and uh, we'll see you next time hopefully Amy will be back uh, with us next time as well the move finished and uh, if not we'll figure it out so um <laughs> So, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time, and we'll see you on the other side. Take care. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
3: What we're gonna do is we're gonna count down three,
0: two, one, clap, and on the clap, I'm gonna request that you please clap because uh, when I have these three independent files sent to me, it's just gonna be a one-way conversation into the void, and I need some way to <laughs> easily sync these up. So, gotcha. Um, it's gonna be three, two, one, clap, and then um, oh, yeah. So I did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. This is it. Three, two, one. Oh shoot! Wait, no. God damn it, oh. Michael. <laughs> We need to do it again. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Three, two, one.